We're kind of finishing up this series today that's loosely been based in John uh, 20 and want to just read a little bit and then we'll jump into this word for today, which is life with others on mission. Life with others on mission. So, you remember on Easter, we saw the resurrection of Jesus, shared the good news. Last week, we talked about that the resurrection life is actually sharing life with Jesus. We are participating in His life. We spent a lot of time on that. But that's not the whole picture. There's even more. I mean, it is the whole picture in the sense of even what we're talking about today is not disconnected from Jesus. It's totally connected to Him. But it's, it's connected to Him in a way that's connected to others. Life with others on this mission together is what we're talking about. So, Jesus comes to them in verse 19, appears to them, they were overjoyed in verse 20, in verse 21, and Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they're forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Well, you know, and the deal is there, we're to receive God's love, God's calling, God's fullness, God's power, and we forgive in the same way that we've been forgiven, which is how? Absolutely, completely, totally, fully, other adjectives, unconditionally, just He forgives us in Jesus Christ, period, exclamation, yes. Okay, so Jesus, is it's, this is good news. And so we go out and we share this good news. And our participation, last week we saw that we emphasize that we start our day with Jesus because we want to live our whole day with Jesus and, and connect to His life. And this week, uh, you know, we're going to do some of the same stuff, but I'm talking about life on mission with others. Because our life in Jesus was never ever intended to be an individual, isolated thing. Even though our culture, it's really like we have to fight, we're swimming upstream against individuality. Okay, because everything's like it's all about you. It's not about anybody else. It's mainly about you. But it's, it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much about you. And so we buy into that, right? And so even our ideas of community get co-opted by other things, you know, that, that, that aren't always the real thing. You know, so social media kind of co-ops the, the life-on-life community. And just because I have X hundred friends on whatever, you know, network, you know, just because I have all those friends doesn't mean they're going to be there when I'm going through that hard time and with my kids. You know, I might share about it online. Oh, it was so bad today in our household. You know, and people might like that or uh, I'm praying for you, sister. You know, but it's not the same thing as you sharing that with somebody and then them actually really being in your life, right? Okay, I'm not, the point isn't to jump off the ropes and you know, do a pile drive on all social media. It's just, there's, that was weird, wasn't it? Uh, it, it? There's just, there's more than that. And so when we get co-opted into thinking that that's what God's best is for us, we've missed something. You know, and the same thing happens in all different kinds of uh, pursuits in life where we get, we get just frenzied into activity with college or with our kids. You know, and we're just we're frenzied out. You know, it's just oh, we're just running from one thing to the next. And somehow in that we think this is community and God's got more for us. He, he really does. He has he has more for us. And so I'm I'm just 
just pushing against that gently. And it's not a personality thing. Um, if you absolutely know that you're an extrovert, would you please raise your hand? With joy, I might say. <laughs> look at those guys smiling at me. Yeah, it's just... Now, introverts, I'm actually not even going to look at you. Um, um, but, you know, it takes all different types. And, and community isn't an extrovert thing or an introvert not thing. Community is we're actually being like God. This is Imago Dei. This is in the image of God to want to have relationships with people. To want to be close with somebody and share hearts and share prayer concerns and things that are going on in life. Right? That's a desire that's from the heart of God. And so it's not a personality thing. I'm just, I want to emphasize that this community piece, life with others, is a God thing. Because when you look at the revelation of God in the New Testament, God comes as, uh, as a man. Jesus. And when you see Jesus, this is God saying, this is what I'm like. Now, He's revealed Himself in the Old Testament, but it's like shadowy. We can't quite get our hands on what God is like until He comes in the flesh, the final word, and says, this is Me. There is no greater revelation than Jesus Christ. This is God saying, this is what I'm like. And when you look at Jesus, what you see at the center of the New Testament is His relationship with His Father in the Spirit. God is a relational community of love from all eternity. Not a new idea. God just say, hey, well, let's get some people down there now. Let's start working on this love thing. God was always and always will be a loving community. And so we see that about God, but we also see that God is, He's got things He's doing. He's on a, He's reaching outside of Himself. Love doesn't get fully expressed until you step into somebody else's world and express it to them. That's the way you have to get outside of yourself and into another situation. Which is exactly what God did you know, in loving us. So the mission is this, this uh, thing where you see that even in the heart of God, it's not like, okay, well, there's lost people down there. I need to go save them. And this is who God is. Not just His acting. It's His being. Okay, so, so Jesus is always bearing witness to the Father. What you see when you see me is I'm pointing to someone. That, that's his mission. Does that make sense? Is to bear witness to the reality, to the truth. And we are called into this same kind of life to bear witness to the life of Jesus. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. So this community mission thing is absolutely huge. I'm going to put this in one sentence. I know you guys, it helps when I do this. So the main thing today is that resurrection life, this resurrection life means that we share life. You know, we share life with the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. The people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. That's what sharing in the life of Jesus means. The people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. Can we say that together? The people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. Absolutely huge. It defines who we are. If you can imagine a DNA strand, this is my kind of real imaginative people can kind of see the DNA sort of DNA. Thank you. And so that's who we are. This is DNA level uh, talk today. This is we are the people of God 
on the mission of God for the glory of God. And what that means is this has so defined us. When we started the church 23 years ago, we said, what would it look like if we were missionaries to the place that we live in? Expressing God. And little did we know. We stunt, we all, really, we were just saying, hey, what would it look like to be the church like we read about here in the Bible? And we stumbled further and further into this thing. And it's just been uh, wonderful and beautiful. And, and what I want to do here just for a second is ask some questions you know, that will help pull some of these ideas together. Why do we do discipleship? Why is that such a big deal to have discipling movements going on in our midst? Because it does all of this. It does the community thing. It does the mission thing. We want to be reproducing disciples that are pointing people to Jesus and bearing witness to who God is in our lives. Does that make sense? And so, so why do we do life groups? Why do we, and these aren't just small groups. These are groups that are on a mission to share the life of Jesus in a way that reproduces. And it multiplies. It becomes One becomes two. Two becomes four. Why do we do that? Because we're the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. Does that make sense? Why do we do, why do we do worship? You know, yes, we want to praise God, but we are the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. Imagine if we didn't worship the way we did and we were saying, yeah, go somewhere else, Daniel, Ashley or whoever. And we didn't have the reality of life giving church life right here. But we said, yeah, go somewhere else and do the mission over there somewhere else. And we're not doing it here. Wouldn't that be weird? Go do something somewhere else we're not willing to do here. And the truth is, we will export whatever we've got going on here. Whether we think about it or not, we we'll say, well, I just, we're not doing it here, but man, go over there and then start doing it. It does not work that way. You will export whatever it is that's going on here. So if it's life and the life of God and community and mission, then we'll, we can export that. You know, that's it's Jesus. It's the life of God that we want to be so filled up with. So why do we do discipleship? Life groups. Why do we do uh, prayer meetings? Why do we share Jesus? Why do we why in the world would we get up at 6 a.m. to go pray? All these different prayer meetings going on around here because it's all a part of this culture, all a part of our DNA. Is this making sense? Why? Um, I'm going to keep, i got a long way to go on questions. Just I'm going to keep asking these because I want, I want us to get it. Why do we pray for one another? Why do we have ministry time where we prophesy over one another and we say, I see this in your life. And it's an encouragement. It's strengthening. It's comforting. Why do we do that? Because we want to build up the church life here. Why do we exercise our spiritual gifts? Why? And, and I want you to see that it's brought, all the things that we're doing are all heading toward this, this connection with mission. Why do we do a women's Bible study? Is it so the women can sit over there on Thursdays and just, just get more and more and more of the Word or be transformed missional people who are the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God? We, we, we've got to see these connections. Why do we serve our kids the way we do on Sunday mornings? You know, why is that such a big deal? Because we want to see them transformed. Why do we do what we do with college or do what we do with young adults? All of these things, they're huge. Why do we work for justice? Next Sunday morning, Susan Peter's going to be up here from Waco. Heart for justice, you know, just why do we do this stuff to stop trafficking and work for justice? Why do we give sacrificially? You know, I was walking in this morning and I saw David and Brooklyn over here at the coffee bar. And I said, 
you know, why do we serve coffee? Well, maybe because we need some caffeine, right? But, you know, it's, it's all a part of a whole. Why do we serve breakfast for our volunteers over there on Sunday mornings? Because we want this thing to be a life-giving representation of being able to bring people in and, and experience the life and the goodness, the glory of God. Is this... <laughs> okay, why do we teach our children to hear the voice of God at age two over there or wherever they're at? You know, why do we do that? Because we want to raise up little, you know, Jesus loving, passionate, world changing disciples, right? That are on the mission. You know, why do we do elementary school outreaches to different parts of the city? Because we're trying to cultivate this value in them. All of these questions. Why, you know, do we, uh, why do we adopt an elementary school to try to stop illiteracy in our city? In the Reed to Wind deal. Why do we do that? It's, it's all part of what God's calling us into in mission in the church. Why do we suffer and persevere and keep going when this thing is hard sometimes? You know, the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. Why do we love one another? Why do we take time to work through hard things relationally? You know, and that's what that's that's life. You know, stuff happens, you know, and it's hard sometimes. Why did we sell our homes and move across the Metroplex back in 2002? Why did we move, you know, a couple hundred of us down here to Fort Worth? Why did we do that? Be missionaries to Fort Worth. Why do we do that? You know, it's this mission piece that God's called us into. Why does someone, like you just saw here, move to the other side of the world in order to tell people about Jesus? You know, it's because we've been brought into the life of God. We're the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. Why would someone want to help somebody else who's an enemy of God know about the reconciliation that God makes possible through Jesus Christ? You know, that's what we were, right? Enemies. And it still bums me out when I still, in my mind, get that way on something. It just, ah. Uh, you know, and what I'm talking about here to be the people of God on the mission of God, it's not an optional thing. Like, you know, what am I doing here? Grabbing apples in a buffet line. This is a buffet line. Do we, Luby? How many of you guys have ever been to Luby's? <laughs> Illustration breakdown. <laughs> Used to be a popular way people would eat, they'd go through a buffet line. Yeah, Golden Corral. So, my point is this is not optional. What we're talking about is not an optional thing like, you know, I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to heaven, you know, and I might get around to, to thinking about joining the mission of God. You know, kind of like a 401, 501 graduate level class. It's not like that. To be in the people of God, big set here, is to be on the mission of God. We're all in this. We're all in this thing together. So it's absolutely a, a big deal. And what I've found in my own life is to be in Jesus is forgiveness, it's freedom, it's hope, it's love, it's all these different things. But I don't always experience those things in the same way. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I stumble. Sometimes I need help from my brothers and sisters. And that's what we're doing here today. It's not, 
it's not a new thing we're calling us to, but it's this is who we are. And we need this reminder. So let's let's look at a couple things here just briefly. What is real in Christ? That's kind of the way I expressed it last week as well. But what's real is Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Son of the Father in the Spirit. He, is the, uh, he reveals to us a relational God of love who has always been a relational God of love and always will be a relational God of love. Community. He reveals to us the, that God has a, a mission that gets outside of Himself. He, he loves. He is continually, sacrificially loving. The Father's loving the Son. The Son's loving the Father in the Spirit. Continually expressing that love. And in, in His uh, journey on the earth, what we see is the way that looks is He's always pointing to the Father. And that's just a good way for us to understand mission. It's just always, it's not just a, an evangelistic presentation. It could be that. But it's, it's not just, it's your life. It's, it's, it's living a life where you're constantly looking to Jesus. Just as He said, I do nothing of my own initiative. He's, what you're seeing and hearing is the Father. And He calls us to live that kind of life that's just all about Him. All about Jesus. Okay? And sometimes that's sharing it. Sometimes that's living it. Some, but it's, it's always more and more and more and more of Jesus. Does that make sense? This is uh, it's just such a big deal. So there's, there's the community of God, the mission of God, and the glory of God is this... Put that verse up there if you would. There's a lot of ways of understanding the glory of God. So glory is like the outshining perfections of God. Glory is the way it ought to be. You know, just when you've ever stepped into the zone on something like, man, that worship, I just like open heaven. You know, that's glory. That's the way it ought to be. And one of the ways that Jesus defines that the way it ought to be is in a connection to love. This is one of the last things Jesus prays um, before the crucifixion. Father, I want those. This is John 17, 24. I want those that you've given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory that you've given me because you loved me. Before the creation of the world. That is the glory of God is in this connection to the love between the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Does that make sense? So as we participate in God and experience His life, we also participate in mission. We also participate in this glory manifesting love. Now, here's, here's a key point. If we Again, it's not a buffet line about the mission, but if we tried to if we tried to make this not a part of who we were, we would in some measure cease to be the church that we are. Does that make sense? It's not an option. It's to to be in Jesus is to be brought into more and more as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Just into the world, sharing love, life, grace, peace, forgiveness, the way things really, really are. And so it's good news. You know, when when we started the church all those years ago, it was like, what would it be like to live this way? When we saw the church in the book of Acts, we said, what would it be like to live this thing out? You know, I was, I was with somebody the other day and we were having a meal and I was just sharing some of the story and it just hit me again in a fresh way how much this mission has defined us and how much there's life and reality because we are participating in this mission together. It's just a big deal. You know, all the churches that have been planted and 
all the disciples made and all the life groups that have multiplied and all of this thing that we're getting to participate in around the world, part of the life that you experience, it wouldn't be here if we weren't doing this mission together. Does that make sense? And it's not just we're out there just slugging away working. It's the way God is. It's the way He wired us to want to participate in what He's doing all around the world. So it's a, it's a big deal. You know, and as we're sending somebody here in the next couple of months, the other side of the world, we want the reality here. Disciples, life groups, the church itself, we want this reality to be here so that when we send people, it's like they know what to do. And no matter you college guys, no matter where you, no matter where you go or end up going after college, you know, we, we want you to be able, empowered to live this life, to know how to live it and not just be like, Wow, I, I know what it's like to be a part of church life where disciples are being made, life groups are multiplying, people are sharing Jesus, they're on mission, they're moving somewhere together. You know, you could look at life like, um, you know, life is just a, a, a trip to the lake and we kind of get in and splash around in the water and then get out and we don't really go anywhere. But this, what we're doing here, is a journey. And we hop in a river and it start moving. Yeah. M moving down. There's, we're going somewhere. We've got things to do. God's calling us into stuff. Hanky up here today. It's like a it's like one of those forties uh one of those forties you know those movies and stuff where they're always hot at church. So how do we respond to this? I talked about it last week. We need, it's, it gets down to time. Time and money because they show so much. Those things show what's important to us. Our time with Jesus in the morning, ordering life around, getting up, being with Him, connect, a life connected to Him. But it's, but it's time with others as well. Time with other people. It's time in community. And, and this is, would you say this is hard maybe sometimes? You know, time with others really can be hard. It's like, there's only so much time we all have and getting the big rocks in the jar that I'm going to spend time with others is a big deal. You know, so, um, you know, figuring this thing out, time with others, our readings for today, which we're not going to do, but uh, Acts 9 was one of them. Um, so Jesus visits Saul on the Damascus Road and then Jesus goes to Ananias and he says, go pray for Saul, his eyes are blinded and he's like, Lord, he kills Christians, <laughs> you know, and the, the point there is that as we get close to each other, not that there's any Christian killers, but, you know, as we get close to each other, what we find is there's things that aren't perfectly the way I would do it in your life. Right? Has anybody discovered that? No, well, she just she she didn't say that the way I'd say that. And it's a it's a light bulb and we have to be committed to pressing on because uh, I'm not gonna make you say it. But just if you realize it, we're a mess. We're a mess and we keep doing goofy stuff. Uh, I, I bet like half of you guys did some goofy stuff this past week. Right. Somebody say, man. So so, uh, you know, so like another one of our passages is John 21. And there, 
Jesus is reinstating Peter who, what did he do? What was his big deal? Oh, he denied Jesus. You know, denied Jesus three times on the night of his death. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Rassin, frassin, exclamation, at sign, number sign. You, you get it, right? So with curses, he said, I don't know him. And Jesus comes and says, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And Peter's broken now. He's not saying the big agape word. He's saying, Lord, you know, I phileo you. I'm broken on this deal. I'm not going there on agape, biggest, highest love. I'm just, it's brotherly love. I phileo you. And he says, all right, come on, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. I want, and, and all this is, all this is here is a bunch of Peters. A bunch of Peters, a bunch of Saul's. And Lord, have mercy on us when we don't see it. You know, the grace of God who takes enemies and makes them friends. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, amen. So, you know, it's, it's time with people on this mission together. You know, the more we go deeper in this thing, the more he leads. You know, we got it, it's mission trips, it's church planning, it's big stuff like that. But it's also across the street. It's at your, it's at your workplace. It's your vocation. Being a, a witness who points to Jesus. That makes sense? And, and what happens along the way, you know, if I'd said, hey, this is what you're going to have to go through. You want to sign up? A lot of you guys would say, uh, I don't know about that. I would say that, just so you know. If the Lord had said, Jamie, I'm calling you into this. And by the way, this is what you're going to have to go through. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But you know what? You look back when you look back and you've given your life to the eternal purpose of God. There's no regrets. When you've laid your life down for, in loving God and loving others, we can be 70 and 75, whatever. We get there. You know, it's time to meet Jesus, or He comes. You know, and it's like, well done. Good and faithful servant. You know, and so anybody ever watched 30 for 30? Six men in the room. 30 for 30 is a documentary put on by ESPN. And uh, so it's ba a lot of them are sad. They're, they're sad stories. But every now and then there's like a team one that's just awesome. And it's these guys looking back, you know, and one of them was on the North Carolina Wolf Pack looking back on an unbelievable, miraculous kind of victory in their season that they had that year to win the national championship which, in which they beat in the final NCAA finals. The Houston Cougars, none other than Phi Slamma Jamma, Larry whatever, Clyde the Glide, Drexler, Akeem the Dream, Olajuwon, and beat them on this crazy shot right at the end of the game, touches the goal, the post puts it back in. Jim Valvano's running around the court. And then these guys are talking about what happened in their lives and how they did that thing together. They went through this great battle and the love that they've had for each other all these years. The 1985 Bears, Mike Singletary, tears running down his face talking about this team, how much trial, how much hardship, all this stuff that they went through and they, they accomplished a goal. Now, I, this is so much greater and grander. The stuff that we go through for the eternal purpose of God, of 
sharing Jesus with our city and making a difference here and making a difference in our nation and the nations of the earth, then there's nothing like it. And when we look back on the trials, the foxholes that we've been in, the ready, go, and start running up the hill and bullets are flying around our head. I'm being metaphorical here, but it's like that at times because the enemy hates this. He does not want us to succeed in His glory, God's glory is coming through us as we follow Him, participate with Him, share community together, live out this mission together. There's nothing like it in the world. And it's when you're 70, you're not going to you're not going to, you know, regret living your life this way with this people. Okay, stand up. Stand up. We're going to just minister just a little bit here. Lord, help us just to be people that respond in our hearts to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. The worship team is coming. Ministry team's coming. We just want to take a minute, you guys, to just say yes to the Lord. There might be something just in this message today, just a fresh insight for you and what it means for your life. And what the Lord's calling you to, it's not like figure it all out. You know what it is? It's just yes. He just wants you to say yes to the next thing. And it may be specific things in your life like he's touching on. Just, just say yes in prayer. Might have somebody up here pray with you. But it might be that you just right there just say, Lord, yes. I want your desires in my heart. I want to be shaped by you, your community, your mission. And Lord, I and we really do want to be the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. So Lord, would you just give that yes in our hearts this morning, Lord, to say yes to being this people and to being able to see how it all connects together. College, adults, youth, just family life groups, mission, all the different things that we do, Lord, connecting to this, this calling of being the, the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. You know, the Lord's He's wooing you. And there is an invitation here. And He just wants you to say yes to Him. might mean coming and getting some prayer, but He wants you to say yes today. So won't you do that? Let's take time to pray, sing a song, and come. Say yes in your heart and come. Amen, Lord. Whatever your need is, come. Get prayer, you guys. Go for it. We love You, Lord. We need You so much, Jesus.